Hello and welcome to Nufikent. I am Irina and today I am talking to Chi Zhang, who has recently finished his PhD at Stockholm University. Hi. Hi. Your thesis was in the field of quantum information, which is also my field, incidentally. We have had an episode where I discussed my own research. And it is nice that we have a bit of a series on quantum information. Your thesis is called Fast and Scalable Entangling a Gate in Trapped Ions via Rydberg Interaction. We usually start by discussing a bit about the context of the work and the field, and then we'll get into your research results. So what was the aim of your thesis? The motivation, briefly, it's, it's a new system for quantum computation. And this system combines two uh, existing systems, like one is trumped ion, the other is Rydberg system. So our motivation was to combine the advantages of the two systems and test a new quantum computation platform. What is quantum computation? So quantum computation is to use quantum me- mechanical principles to, to solve some problems, especially the problems uh, related to quantum mechanics, for example, many body system. And also quantum computation is useful to, uh, for solving problem, some mathematic uh, problems with some ag- quantum algorithm. And it's, uh, for some certain problems, it's supposed to be much faster than any classical algorithms. Why is it important to get research in quantum computation? With quantum computation, it's it's possible to solve many interesting problems. For example, Kano's matter systems with high temperature superconductivity, these kind of things, which are very complicated for classical computers to uh, compute. But uh, with quantum system, you can simulate or compute this and understand these systems. Your motivation is still driven by fundamental questions rather than by technology. Uh, yeah, one thing is fundamental uh, ans- to answer some fundamental questions related to a quantum system. Uh, of course, quantum computer uh, will be also useful for uh, other applications, y- you can solve some also some mathematical problem, and also you can, for example, simulate complicated biological systems. For example, it will be useful for uh, medicines, uh, this kind of things. When talking about information or computation, one of the basic uh, concepts we are interested in is the qubit, or the quantum bit, the basic unit of information. What is this? Qubit means quantum bit. So in analog to classical bit, for example, classical, classical bit can be up or, or down, like for example, zero or one. And we can also similarly, we can also pick two atomic states, for example, the, uh, the ground state of uh, the atom and the, some excited state or metastable state of the ion. So these are two different states. The ion can be in, uh, the electron of the ion can be in uh, these two different states. And uh, these two states can uh, represent zero and one. And compared to classical bits, it's it can uh, it can contain more information. For example, we have also uh, for classical bits you can only be in zero or in one, but for quantum bits you can be in either zero or one or zero plus one, zero minus one. Uh, that's also why quantum computers are powerful. The way that we've described this on previous episodes where we discussed quantum mechanics is that we introduced the block sphere and talked about how with a classical bit you can only be on two points in space, zero or one, but with the quantum you, you have a whole sphere. Your work in your PhD was experimental. Your qubit was implemented on an actual physical system. Can you, dis- can you describe that a bit? Uh, quantum bit. 
bits can be many things for example any atom and even superconducting qubits like a circuit uh, so in our system we can find charged ions in in the trap and then uh, ions are isolated from the environment and the internal states atomic states of the ion can be used to store quantum information so so this is our qubit and to operate qubit we use lasers we we send laser beams on the atomic ion to manipulate the internal state of the ion so uh, these are yeah the basic elements of our quantum computer really quickly can you tell me what's an ion okay so uh, an ion is a charged atom or like we use strontium strontium is the 88th element in the uh, periodic table and uh, it has uh, strontium atom has two uh, valent electrons and we remove one of them then it's charged it can be kept inside the, tra the trap and uh, it's like a, a, a charged nu uh, nuclear and a single electron the system is very simple in this way. And I will add one more concept to these general ones, and I will ask you, what are Rydberg ions? Ah, okay. Yeah, so actually this uh, Rydberg appears in the title, maybe, yeah, also. So Rydberg ion uh, just uh, just means ions, uh, so it, the electron being excited in very high-lying states, uh, all you can stand it as uh, a huge ion, because uh, Rydberg ion is so like the electron is very far away from the the core, and the wave function or the size of the ion is big. It's this kind of ion is called Rydberg ion. Or Rydberg atom means means similar things for atoms. Why trapped ions? Why do you think that they make a good system for this? Mm, so first, uh, quantum information are uh, normally very uh, fragile. Like if the qubit is uh, coupled to environment, you you may lost quantum information. And uh, the uh, the biggest advantage of trapped ion, uh, I think, is the ion is highly sub isolated uh, from the environment. The qubit doesn't doesn't couple to any elect electric field outside the trap or the background uh, gas or background light, this kind of things. So the quantum bit is protected. And compared to atoms, atoms, if you because they don't have charge. They are normally trapped by their internal states. That means your confinement depends on on the internal state or on the qubits. This causes some interaction between the internal state and the environment. Then you lose information from your system. And uh, compared to photons, photons also have a very low coupling to or interaction to environment. But the limitation of photons is that photons cannot be easily kept in or confined in a trap like the travel at speed of light they would disappear so what you're describing is is a trade-off you need the system to be isolated enough to interact with the environment little enough that it keeps the information but strongly enough that you can modify it and control it mm -hmm, exactly can you describe the trap a bit inside first we have a, a big vacuum chamber Inside that, we pump out all the all the uh, gas molecules and keep the pressure to be very very low. Then uh, there's no almost no collision with the ion. And then uh, we have electric plates to create some electric potentials for the ion inside. So ions are trapped by this kind of uh, electric plates. And does it have any advantages from a computational point of view? 
so as we said, uh, we talked before, we want low interaction with the environment, but we want to do quantum computation. We want strong interaction between the qubits, and uh, of course, strong and controllable interaction. So when ions are in redbox state, because they are big, they can see each other much better than uh, when they are in low line states. Therefore, if we excite both ions to redbox states, they interact with e with each other, and this can then we can do two ion operations. These two ion operations are the gates from your title. This is something that we are all a bit familiar with from uh, classical computers. Gates are operations that take one or two or more bits as input and return some bit as output, such as the end gate or the or, or gate and so on. How does this look for quantum computers? Yes, so it's slightly different from a classical computer. The goal of com classical computers is to also have some algorithm to solve problems. And for that to be realized, you want to do a conditional operation on one thing depends on the other thing. So in quantum computer, it's slightly different. We don't need exactly the same set of gates. Normally in quantum computer, if you have single qubit rotation, and combined with entangling gates, including C0 or a control not gate or control face gate, then this can form a complete set of gates for quantum computation. In principle, with this set of gate, uh, gates, you can solve problems with quantum algorithm. And you mentioned the complete set of gates. So can you explain what that means? Uh, that just means with this, uh, with this set of gates, you can do any operations on your quantum system and any algorithm, any quantum algorithm. Okay, so if I have a quantum system and I manage to implement a set of gate, we don't, gates, we don't need to name them because it gets a bit technical, but if I can implement this minimal set of gates, then I have a universal. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. You, then you have you know, to quantum computer. Yes. So before we go into what gates you're trying to implement with your ions and what the challenges are and so on, particularly in your research, can I first ask you, how did you end up uh, doing a PhD? Yeah, my background was uh, physics, so I learned physics for many years. And I, I like physics, that's the reason. And I, I really want to uh, continue doing research uh, for my lifetime. Then uh, I decided to do a PhD because, yeah, this is, uh, yeah the way to continue uh, doing research. So have you done any research before your PhD? How, how prepared were you for changing from a student to a researcher? Before doing PhD, anyone uh, needs to do a master. And for masters, the first year normally it's uh, lectures. You just learn more about uh, physics. And the second year is a master's thesis. With, in that, uh, during that time, uh, I learned uh, like uh, how to do real research in lab and uh, get uh, almost ready with continuing uh, doing PhD. And when you started your PhD, how advanced was the system? Before doing my PhD, I talked already with my supervisor. I, I knew what he wanted to do. So it's kind of uh, like uh, he wanted to develop a new system that combines advantage of other systems. And at that time, the basic things in the lab were already ready and uh, demonstrated. For example, ions. So ions was already there, and lasers were also almost there. A previous PhD student had done some some tests with single ions. Then the next question for me, of course, was to make 
interacting or talking to each other. And if I may ask, what are your plans after your PhD? Uh, to do a postdoc. My postdoc will focus on a slightly different system, uh, like molecules. So if we now go, now go into your research more specifically, uh, let's just first summarize the context a bit. You were looking into doing quantum computing with a particular system, which consists of these special ions, which are charged atoms trapped in an electric potential. And you, you have some particular ions that go to very high levels and become very big, such that they see each other and can interact. Uh, let's talk about this interaction then a bit. Why, how do they interact? So they interact via uh, electric interactions. So because uh, for ions, they are charged atom, and it's like one electron uh, orbiting the, uh, around uh, the core. And if we excite the electron to high states, so the charge dif- distribution of the ion changes. And because of this, you have some uh, electric dipole moments. And then you put two ions together, they will feel each other and this causes interaction between the two ions. So it's an electrical interaction? Exactly. So because of charge distribution. Okay. So it's it's an electric uh, interaction because of charge uh, distribution. How do you control it? Oh, like in Rydberg state, we can also control this. If you apply external fields, you can change the charge distribution. For example, if you apply a DC field, you can shift the... The, the, the center of negative uh, charge away from the center of positive charge, then you have a dipole. If you have two ions next to each other, you shift both negative parts away from positive char- parts, the interaction strength will increase. And uh, we do it sli- slightly different than this and more complicated, but the basic principle is similar to this. The goal, the goal is to have some of these gates that we brought up, and they will not be the same as the ones that listeners may be used to from classical systems such as like and or and so on but they also they, they take your qubits as input and give you another uh, cu- other qubits as output yeah maybe to be uh, to be simple uh, how we entangle two ions is just uh, we do an operation of the second eye but depends on the uh, internal state of the first eye then by doing this, uh, it's kind of, uh, we apply a gate on the two ions, then we can entangle two ions or two qubits. Yeah. So if you put it in terms of zero and one, can you describe the simplest such gate? We have two ions or two qubits. If the first ion is in zero state, we do nothing. On the second ion, if the first qubit is in one state, we flip uh, the state of the second ion. So by doing this, we will entangle two ions we will end up with entangled states. And you implemented this gate, you've created it in the lab. What were some of the practical challenges? All of these are because of couplings uh, to environments. For example, the high uh, readback state can decay to low states. The difficulty of keeping your system properly isolated from everything else in the world. And what do you call your major findings? Uh, so f- for me, the biggest findings that so a uh, previous PhD student in our group already demonstrated that ions can be excited to redox states. Of course, that's the first uh, step. Then uh, what I did, I really like it. 
so I uh, demonstrated the interactions between two eyes and I used these interactions to realize entanglement between eyes. You, you say in your title, fast and scalable. What is fast? Yeah, that's a <laughs> very good question. So quantum computer, we want it to be fast, but uh, what does fast mean? For quantum computer, a good quantum computer, we need to do as many operations as uh, we can. We want uh, the operation time on qubits to be fast. Uh, because qubits, uh, anyway, they have finite interaction to env- environment or coupling to environment. Uh, the qubit information will lost in not too long time. For example, the best qubits we have today, the best qubit in the world is like the coherence time can be around an hour. That means you need to, you can only do quantum computation within this time. That's why the gate time should be uh, short, because the shorter gate time, the more the more operations you can do within this coherence time or this good time to do quantum computation. And for your system, how long is the time that the system is stable, and how long is the time for the gates to operate? Okay, so for our system, we really we didn't really put a lot of effort to uh, to improve the the time that is good for quantum computation. So in our, in our system, it's only less than a millisecond, so a thousandth of a second, which is much shorter than normal uh, trapped ice. But we demonstrated that the gate can be done within a micro uh, within a microsecond which is uh, one millionth of a second. So you can do 1,000 operations roughly on your system before you lose it? Yes. And what does scalable mean? For quantum computer, we want to have as many qubits as possible because the computational power increases exponentially to the number of qubits. But normally, if you add more qubits, the operation will be less less accurate. If a system, you can add more qubits or more ions without destroying the precision of your operation, this system is uh, scalable. And what makes your system promising in terms of scalability? Because you have only mentioned two ions interacting so far. Yes, this uh, for this, maybe uh, it's good to mention that in normal trapped ion system, the interaction between qubits uh, realized by coupling this so, for example, in normal sometimes, if we want to have interaction between qubit one and qubit two, normally what people do is uh, to first couple this qubit to the entire system, then couple the second one to uh, the same, then have them to interact. That means the interaction between two ions depends on the size of the entire system, because we use Rydberg ions. This will be not not be a problem because we can we can excite ions to Rydberg states. This is independent from the entire system, and that's why it's uh, very promising we to realize this fast gate in a large system. So if we can do it in large system, that's scalable. What are some limitations in your system? We want to reduce the you know, interaction to environment. Yeah, that's the main limitation at the moment. We need to. There's a threshold for quantum c- computation. Uh, one need to have gate precision higher than 99% to be useful in a real quantum computer. And at the moment, we only have around 80%. We need to still need to improve a lot. What in your work do you see as being followed up? What would you want to see followed up and what do you think is likely 
I think uh, uh, this system is very good and promising. It's also a new system, and our uh, our experiment showed that uh, it really works. So I guess, uh, or I think, I also hope many people will then follow up the research to do red bug eye. I think, yeah, next step we want to, uh, as I said, first improve the uh, the precision of the operation, and the next is we want to show this in a bigger system and uh, with more than one steps and show some maybe show some basic uh, ideas of uh, quantum algorithm and also uh, we can show some uh, possible quantum simulation with this system okay so algorithms already that is interesting and i have to ask because the listeners will want to know when do you think we will have a quantum computer oh wow <laughs> uh, okay so uh, depends on what you mean, uh, a real quantum computer. So uh, I think in not too long time, quantum computers will be proven to be uh, really useful. Like uh, quantum computers can already solve some problems that classical computers cannot. This should be very soon, like uh, within 10 years, or I, I hope. Uh, but a real uh, scalable quantum computer, like uh, error with error correction, so uh, so a, a, a final version might not be so easy, and there are also some some uh, potential obstacles we don't foresee. So maybe fifty years or hundred years. But this has been very interesting for me because I have seen your work from a distance for years. Yeah, thank you very much for agreeing and for joining. <laughs> Thank you. It, it, it was very nice to talk about this. Thank you very much. See you. Thank you. Bye. You listened to Nufiken. This was Irina talking to Chu Zhang. If you want to know more about his research, you can find out more on our website, nufiken.co. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook as Curious Nufiken in one word. This episode of Newfigen was published in March 2021.